Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nothing About You Says Computer Technology, a podcast about cybersecurity and data privacy viewed through the lens of diverse voices. Today we'll be talking about cybersecurity in the news, and we also have some Protect Your Neck news. Next, we'll discuss an interesting study on the impact of YouTube's efforts to fight disinformation. Then finally, we'll be handing out a cybersecurity award. I'm your host, Anthony, a cybersecurity, data privacy, and regulatory attorney based in Oklahoma City. While I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer, and this podcast should not be considered legal advice. Instead, think of this as a conversation between two friends. But if you need legal advice, please, please, please find a local attorney that can help you. So let's turn our attention to some news stories. Our first story comes from Bleeping Computer. Sinclair Broadcast Group was a victim of a ransomware attack. We talk about ransomware attacks all the time, but what makes this incident special? It's special because of the target. TV stations owned by the Sinclair Broadcast Group went down over the weekend across the United States. Sinclair Broadcast Group operates 185 television stations affiliated with Fox, ABC, CBS, NBC, and The CW. There were multiple stations down across the country, and some local NFL games were impacted. Our next story comes from the New York Times. Apple is again facing pushback after it announced plans with the European Union to monitor people's phones for illicit material. Under the proposed plan, a client-side scanning technology would allow Apple, or in Europe, potentially law enforcement officials, to detect images of child sexual abuse in someone's phone by scanning images uploaded to Apple's iCloud storage device. Apple previously announced this proposal, and after objections from privacy advocates, announced that it was going to delay the rollout of the program. The company is facing renewed criticism now after it plans to implement the program in the European Union. Our third story comes from the Washington Post. There are a number of cybersecurity bills pending in Congress. With so many proposed bills, some believe that now is the time that some type of meaningful legislation on cybersecurity issues will be passed. The most likely new piece of legislation will focus on requiring critical infrastructures to provide notice when they have been breached. Three different bipartisan proposed bills have been presented on this topic by Congress. Our fourth story comes from the New York Times. The Biden administration is advising companies that digital currencies pose a threat to America's sanctions programs. This advisory is coming from the Treasury Department. When companies are a victim of a ransomware attack, the attackers ask for their payment in a digital currency, usually Bitcoin. Some of these attackers are located in countries that are under U.S. sanctions. So expectedly, the U.S. will begin finding ways to enforce these sanctions, even if the transaction involves digital currency. Our final story comes from the Washington Post. A reporter from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch reported a vulnerability in the state's teacher database that was leaking teachers' private information. Around 100,000 Social Security numbers were able to be exposed when the web app was launched in a user's browser. The public-facing app was intended to be used by local schools to check teachers' professional registration status. After the journalist reported the issue, instead of saying thank you, the governor of Missouri is now asking prosecutors to bring charges against the reporter. 
This story shows that there is a common misunderstanding between a malicious hacker and reporting a vulnerability. It also shows the importance of having an effective vulnerability disclosure policy, which allows people to safely and properly report vulnerabilities to companies. We also have some protect your neck news. During this segment, we'll talk about current scams you should be aware of and other vulnerabilities that you need to address. Think of this as Patch Tuesday and a cybersecurity incident report rolled all into one. Our first piece of Protect Your Neck news comes from Security Affairs. Adobe has released updates that address 10 vulnerabilities in its product. It's important to update your product and apply patches. Our next piece of Protect Your Neck news comes from Cyware. A fake Android app is being used to steal credentials from Japanese telecom users. The fake app is laced with malicious software that steals credentials and session cookies. This is a reminder to be careful when downloading apps onto your devices. So please, please, please stay safe out there. Or as the Wu-Tang Clan tells us, watch your step, kid, and protect your neck. So now for our main story. The New York Times reported on an interesting study that points to a way to fight misinformation. According to new research from the Center for Social Media and Politics and New York University found that YouTube's stricter policies against election misinformation was followed by stark drops in the prevalence of false and misleading videos on Facebook and Twitter. Following the 2020 election, there was an increase in the number of election fraud videos that were posted on YouTube. These videos were shared on other platforms. The report finds that election fraud claims shared on Twitter dropped dramatically after December 8th. So why is December 8th important? That's the date that YouTube removed videos that promoted false claims of election fraud. A number of these videos were shared on other platforms, and the number of them being shared dropped again after January 7th when YouTube announced that any channel that violated its election misinformation policy would receive a strike and that channels that received three strikes in a 90-day period would be permanently banned. This finding is important because it points to a meaningful way to reduce the spread of misinformation. First, YouTube was the only platform with a presidential election integrity policy. We should be asking social media platforms to have these types of policies in place and require them to enforce them. Second, it's important to understand that these platforms are interconnected, so any restrictions and requirements should acknowledge this feature and rely on it to decrease the spread of misinformation. Our final segment today is our cybersecurity awards. This week, I have one award that I want to hand out. And it's the Halloween Scary Movie Award. Hackers showed out vulnerabilities in Apple, Google, and Microsoft software at a recent Chinese hacking competition. The hackers were able to find exploits on a fully up-to-date iPhone and the Google Chrome browser. One of the exploits shown at last year's competition was used in a cyber espionage campaign carried out by Beijing. If this isn't scary... I don't know what is. Thank you so much for joining us today on Nothing About You Says Computer Technology. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also visit the show's website at nothingaboutyou.com. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'll see everyone next week.